Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Response times, 911 issues in Montgomery County. I'm Kate Ryan. Montgomery Public Schools alert students and families to safety and security. I'm Dick Iuliano. Police offer tips to identify THC-laced candy and drinks marketed to kids. I'm Megan Cloward. This is CBS News on the Hour, your home for original reporting. I'm Christopher Cruz in Washington. Michigan State University police say the man who shot and killed three people Monday night on two campus locations and wounded five others is dead. The first shots rang out at Berkey Hall on the Michigan State University campus and then at a student union building. Interim MSU Deputy Police Chief Chris Rosman says the suspect was later found dead off campus of an apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound. We are relieved to no longer have an active threat on campus while we realize that there is so much healing that will need to take place after this. The FBI is helping with the investigation. Jennifer Kuyper, CBS News. Police say they found the 43-year-old shooter with multiple magazines and two weapons. One person has died. Eight others have been injured after a man driving a U-Haul truck plowed into people at multiple locations in Brooklyn Monday morning. WCBS-TV's Christina Thon reports. The guy who got hit was in the middle of the road. He was, like, bleeding all over his head was covered of blood. Witnesses say they heard a loud bang. When they ran outside, they saw a U-Haul with what appeared to be a bicycle trapped underneath, along with a victim suffering from severe head injuries. The driver has been arrested. The search continues for debris from objects shot down by American fighter jets recently. Details from CBS's Nancy Cordes at the White House. We are searching what is uh, a fairly large area. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. There is some sort of pattern in there. The fact that we are seeing this uh, in a significant degree over the past week. Unlike the Chinese spy balloon, U.S. officials say these objects did not appear to be sending any communication signals or possess any maneuvering or propulsion capabilities. A week after powerful earthquakes rocked Syria and Turkey, the death toll has risen to 37,000. CBS's Imtiaz Tayyab is in Turkey. When it comes to the recovery effort, the United Nations has announced that that part of their job has ended and they are now going to be focusing purely on humanitarian needs which of course is food, water, medical supplies and indeed uh, psychological help as well. A report by an independent commission looking into the sexual abuse of minors in Portugal says almost 5,000 children were abused by members of the Catholic Church in the country over 70 years. More from the BBC's Alison Roberts in Lisbon. President of the commission that quoting directly from the testimony given by victims about how they had suffered not only at the time but over their lives and in many cases also because they saw these officials remain in their positions even in the few cases when complaints were submitted to the church. Super Bowl ratings are in the close game between the Kansas City Chiefs and Philadelphia Eagles drew 113 million viewers enough to make it the third most watched television show in history. This is CBS News. 
People are surprised when they actually visit one of Cabinet Discounter's seven showrooms. They expect kitchen and bath displays, but didn't know we manufacture ports and granite countertops and offer accessories, tile backsplashes, and flooring. At CabinetDiscounters.com, you'll see libraries, entertainment centers, wet bars, fireplace surrounds, hutches, and offices we've created. Call now for a free consultation with an experienced designer. Check it out at CabinetDiscounters.com. Cabinet Discounters. Great quality, great him back. I'm just posting a story. I'm just changing the song. I'm just... No. When it comes to distracted driving, just don't. Sending a text takes your eyes off the road for just five seconds, but in that time, your car can travel the length of an entire football field. Any distracted driving just isn't worth it. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. WTLP at 204. Tuesday morning, February 14th, 2023. Clear, chilly. Lows in the 30s by daybreak. We're at 47 degrees in our nation's capital right now. Good morning. Glad you're with us. I'm Dean Lane. Our top stories this morning as we head into this early Tuesday together. Ted Lerner may be best known as the owner of the Washington Nationals, but Lerner, as a developer, in many ways helped to literally shape the local area, the D.C. region, especially northern Virginia. We've learned this week here at WTOP that the 97-year-old died late in the weekend, apparently suffering from complications from pneumonia. WTOP's Mike Marillo Tuesday morning helps us remember Lerner here at WTOP through the, his career as a developer. When Ted Lerner looked at Tyson's decades ago, when he first saw it, it was nothing but green grass, fences, and cows. But Michael Kaplan, who was a founding member of the Tyson's Partnership, says Lerner. In that, he saw one of the largest, most successful shopping malls in America. Kaplan says with the development in Tyson's. Almost everything you see out there is his work. The Tyson's Corner Mall doesn't exist except for Ted. The Tyson's Galleria right across the street doesn't exist except for Ted. Kaplan says Lerner's integrity set him apart from other developers. He was readily apparent as a man of his word who would drive a hard bargain and then stick to it and see that it happened. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. WTOP News Time now 205. A local shooting an Indian head in Charles County leaving two men dead, another wounded on Monday. It happened about 2 o'clock on Shelton Court. There were three individuals who were either standing near a car or in a car. Uh, there were gunshots and then the vehicle took off. Diane Richardson, spokesperson for the Charles County Sheriff's Department. Two of the men shot have died. The third is in the hospital. Richardson says exactly what happened is still unclear, but police are not looking for any other suspects. Right now, the scene seems to be contained to these three individuals. It appears that this is an isolated incident involving these three individuals. Several people heard the shots and called 911. Kyle Cooper, WTOP News. The average response time to your 911 call for help has gone up in Montgomery County. So what's the problem here? The Montgomery County Emergency Communications Center, or ECC, that takes 911 calls is, according to a recent county council staff report, chronically understaffed. And that's led to response times that have gone up. The average is now 9 minutes and 20 seconds. The vacancy rate in the high-stress jobs where one frantic call after another is answered is at 34%. The mandatory overtime is also crushing uh, my staff. Cassandra Only, director of the ECC, says the long days made longer with overtime make recruiting difficult. It's very important that people know at the end of the day, am I going to go home or am I going to be held another four hours? Kate Ryan, WTOP News. 
WTOP at 207. Traffic and weather coming up. This is an important notice to consumers facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt. You may not be required to pay it all back because there are special programs now in effect that will significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. This is not bankruptcy or a debt consolidation loan. These programs, which the credit card companies like to keep secret, exist to aid American consumers struggling with overwhelming credit card debt by offering tremendous savings and real debt relief. Accredited Debt Relief has established a special hotline for you to call and learn what savings you qualify for. They've helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. So don't wait. Get the relief you need during these hard economic times. For this free information, call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-885-8844. 800-885-8844. That's 800-885-8844. You're with Dean Lane on WTOP. Tuesday morning, February 14th. Glad you're with us. 208 on WTOP. Welcome in. Michael and Son's heating tune-up for only $69. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8th. Good morning to Ian Crawford with us this Tuesday morning in the WTOP Traffic Center. Hello there, Dino. We start on the Virginia side of the Capitol Beltway. The ramp from the outer loop to go west on 66, still blocked by work. Inner loop ramp to go east on 66, still blocked by work. You will need to reroute if you're trying to get onto 66, eastbound from the inner, westbound from the outer. On 66, uh, check that, on the inner loop, we saw that works on as well near Georgetown Pike, Route 193, exit 44, and two left lanes getting by, but doing so with pretty fair ease. On 66, westbound work is inside the Beltway. After Route 7, it's a left lane to get by. And outside the Beltway, it is eastbound work. After 29 Gainesville, blocking the right lane. And then after exit 47 for Sudley Road and Business 234, left lane gets by. Southbound on 95, couple of sets of coasts separate out. After Quantico and again after Garrisonville, you'll be... Getting by to the left at a column of two. Right lane is blocked by work. North Mountain is not affected here. Pretty quiet ride so far out of Fredericksburg. On the Maryland side, 95 and the Baltimore-Washington Parkway remain quiet. 270, nothing pending as you make your way between Frederick and the Lane Divide. 50 between the Bay Bridge and the Bellway through Bowie and Annapolis. Uneventful and likewise uneventful on the Bay Bridge. Doesn't look like we've got any work overnight. Doesn't look like we've got barely any traffic overnight. It's pretty quiet on the Bay Bridge with all lanes available to and from the shore. District travel, watch for a mobile work crew on the ramp from I-395 northbound into the 3rd Street Tunnel. They're blocking the right side. It is a mobile work zone, however. And on the, in the 3rd Street Tunnel itself, watch for the work. It's going to be right at New York Avenue. Southbounders, the left lane is blocked. Northbounders, the right lane is blocked. Looking for a new car? The wait is over. Fitzgerald Auto Mall has hundreds of new and used truck cars to choose from. Visit fitzmall.com. Transparency you can trust. I'm Ian Crawford, WTOP Traffic. Oh, we've got a pretty good couple of days out there. If you like the spring weather we've seen so far this February, and we've got it again out there on our Tuesday, waking up to some cool numbers, but then warming to the upper 50s to around 60 degrees. Plenty of sunshine, too, so a really great day. Wednesday, some showers early, but then most of the day is dry. Look for a high temperature in the mid-60s. I'm going 67 in the city. Thursday, a high of 67 as well, but a lot more 
clouds and good chance for some rain. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Kammerer. Right now, we're at 32 degrees for Belvoir, 42 in Foggy Bottom and Silver Spring. We're 47 and holding in our nation's capital. 2 a.m. hour, Tuesday morning, February 14th. This latest check brought to you this morning by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. Good morning. Welcome in 211 on WTOP. This is WTOP News. A new study this week from the CDC, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, says health-wise, teenage girls are apparently facing record levels of mental health challenges right now. Double the rate of boys, actually. This morning, New York Times health writer Ronnie Karen Rubin joins Dimitri to discuss the findings. It's really, really grim. Um, and it was, the survey was done in 2021, but we're seeing this as a continuum because they do this survey every two years. So we, we look at, we can see the figures over 10 years. So this isn't just the pandemic. We had a problem before we went into the pandemic and it's gotten much, much worse. Um, as you said, one in three girls seriously considered a suicide attempt. 24% made a plan. Um, that's a real kind of red flag. They made a plan. That's when you know it's, it's really very dangerous. And 13% made an attempt. Um, so, you know, we know the effect of the pandemic that kind of disrupted everything. Their structure, their whole structures were, were changed. There was a lot of disruption and a lot of isolation. Um, but we think this is kind of bigger than that and it's been going on for longer. Um, girls do suffer from, from more depression uh, than boys. They, they internalize bad feelings when things go wrong. They take it on themselves. They turn against themselves. Boys are more likely to kind of act out, maybe do risky things or aggressive things, but they're 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 not. They don't internalize as much. Um, why it's happening? You know, it's a it's a whole stew of things, but. A lot of people are looking at social media and, you know, we can't tie it directly, but the amount of pressure kids put themselves under when they're constantly on, on their phones, on their devices, um, knowing what other people are doing, knowing what other people are doing without them being judged on, on how they look and how they present themselves. So that seems to put a, a lot of pressure on girls. So one psychiatrist said to me, you know, they're on social media and they see everyone saying, we had a good time last night at Jane's house, but Jane told me she wasn't going out. She was staying home and she didn't want to get together with me. So this is happening all the time. He said all these things are like daggers in their heart every time they, they see it. And I think if, we, if we're being honest, uh, a few of those things happen in our adult lives, too, and it doesn't feel that much better. But hopefully, uh, we, you know, with time, we've been able to cope a little better. Uh, as I say, I, you know, we sympathize with somebody who's 12 or 13 and going through that. It is devastating. What is the best advice that you're hearing uh, to parents beyond what you said that's so important, that uh, boys and girls tend to exhibit different signs uh, when they're depressed? Everyone's saying, you know, talk to your kids, make sure you connect with your kids, make sure that you try to sit down with them. And if you can sit down and have dinner or just sit down with them at the end of every day and check in and see how things are going and really show interest and really ask and really take an interest and, and make it clear, you know, that, that you're there to talk to that, that communication and sort of on a, on a regular basis um, and, 
And the other thing is they really want this, you know, they really want the schools to, there are a lot of programs in schools. They want the schools to step up too. They want to have more training for teachers to pick up on on, on cues and to, to discuss this with kids and for there to be more resources for schools to, to take in kids. You know, there is, um, as we know, there's a new, there's a new suicide prevention hotline, 988. Um, so get help, help your kid get help, talk to them, listen to them. It's not always easy to get help. Their child psychiatrists are in high demand. But um, but but at least to make that effort and to start reaching out because that gives kids hope. That's New York Times health writer. Roddy here and Ruben talking with our Dimitri Sotis. You are listening to 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. Sports at 15 and 45 powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. Good Tuesday morning, February 14th. It's 2.15 in the morning sports time, and here's Rob. The Wizards, despite a strong start in Golden State, saw their two-game win streak end with a 135-126 come-from-ahead defeat at the hands of the Warriors. Bradley Beal had a roller coaster day, scoring 33 points to join Elvin Hayes as the only players in franchise history to reach 15,000 career points. A milestone reached after losing a tooth earlier in the game, Wes Unsell Jr. I guess head-on-head collision on a step-up pick-and-roll kind of got knocked, knocked loose. No foul was called, no. Yeah, fouls were hard to come by for the Wizards in the loss. Before the game, Beal was fined $25,000 for making contact with an official over the weekend. Quick turnaround to another late start for the Wizards in Portland at 10 o'clock. On the college hardwood, American fell hard to last place Bucknell, 73-51. They've dropped three straights and fall on the wrong end of a season sweep. The Howard men and women each extended win streaks with a blowout victory over Maryland Eastern Shore over at Bird Gymnasium. According to the preliminary ratings from Super Bowl 57, the Chiefs' thrilling win over the Eagles was the third most watched show in television history, drawing an estimated $113 million. That's roughly a million fewer than the record set seven years ago by the Patriots-Seahawks Super Bowl. The Washington Commanders search for a new offensive coordinator expected to ramp up this week. The Burgundy and Gold reportedly trying to set up interviews with Chiefs offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy and former Ravens OC Greg Roman. Rob Woodwork, WTOP Sports. All right, thanks, Rob. As always, 217 on WTOP. this morning about a previously unreported incident in the skies over Hawaii. In December, it happened. A United Airlines flight that was bound from Maui to San Francisco plunged some 1,400 feet shortly after takeoff that day and came within seconds of crashing into the Pacific Ocean. CBS News correspondent Elaine Keanu spoke with an aviation expert this week about what could have caused this accident. I think there are a number of factors that may have led to this. Weather could have been a contributing factor. It could be something as simple and yet as lethal as a distraction in the cockpit. Former NTSB chair Robert Sumwall. United did pull those pilots and put them back into training. Well, that certainly suggests that uh, maybe there was a, a problem with the way that the crew was uh, was managing the cockpit. And I certainly think that that's uh, one of the factors here that may be, uh, may be prevalent. At 217. One of the top stories we're following for you, updating you now on breaking news we've been following the, the late Monday night into Tuesday morning. This is what we know now. Michigan State University police say this hour the 43-year-old man accused of killing at least three people on campus is not, was not affiliated with the school system at all. 
He has died, we are told, of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Five people who were shot are also in the hospital. Some said to be in critical condition this morning. We'll keep you updated. All you need to do is keep your dial right where it is, 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. You can also find us on the WTOP app. He built more than 20 million square feet of commercial and residential space, and he built a World Series winning baseball team. Here at WTOP, we're remembering former Nationals owner Ted Lerner this week, who died over the weekend at 97. And that Chinese spy balloon was just the start of a trend of Mysterious flying objects we're seeing in North American skies these days. As Congress is briefed, we'll follow that for you and update you. Stay with WTOP for more on these developing stories. Time now, 218. Over to Ian Crawford in the WTOP Traffic Center. Bring around the Capitol Beltway in Maryland, nice and quiet in Virginia. Yeah, not so much, but it's pretty manageable, all things being equal. The outer loop work blocks the ramp to go west on I-66, exit 49, out of commission for at least another couple of hours. And then the inner loop ramp to go east on 66, also blocked for work for another couple of hours or so. Hopefully they'll have that back for us in time for the work for everyone later this morning. Interloop work continues after Route 193, Georgetown Pike, exit 44, and two left lanes are getting by. On I-95, the only flies in the ointment, and they are not big ones by any stretch of the imagination, southbounders after exit 148 for Quantico, and again after exit 143 for Garrisonville and Aquia. It's blocking the right lane. They are blocking the right lanes with the work zone, but no serious delays getting past it. Uh, Northbound is not affected by any of this. It's a smooth ride so far. 395 is quiet as well. Inside the Beltway on 66, there's work westbound after Route 7, exit 66. Left lane gets by single file. Outside the Beltway, the work is eastbound. After 29 Gainesville, exit 43, the right lane is blocked. And then after Sudley Road, exit 47, the left lane gets by the ongoing work. On the Maryland side, 95 and the BW Parkway are quiet. 50 between the Bay Bridge and the Bellway, uneventful, and so is 270 between Frederick and the Lane Divide. In the district, as you make your way on the on 395, the Southwest Freeway, into the 3rd Street Tunnel with caution for a work zone, a mobile work zone, that is blocking the right side. Stay to the left to get past the work zone. Once you are past it, you can move back over and access the tunnel lanes. Ian Crawford, WTOP Traffic. Well, we're looking at a terrific Tuesday. If you like sunshine and warm temperatures, yeah, I've got those for you. Highs in the upper 50s to around 60 with that sun. That's going to make for a great afternoon. On Wednesday, we'll see some showers early, but most of the day is dry and warm. High temperature of 67 Wednesday, 67 and rain on Thursday. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Kammerer. Chilly this morning now in this 2 a.m. hour. We're looking at 38 degrees in Georgetown, 46, Leesburg, 44, Bowie. We are at 47 degrees and holding in our nation's capital. Again, the 2 a.m. hour, Tuesday morning, February 14th. This check brought to you by New Look Home Design. The roofing experts call 1-800-279-5300. That's 1-800-279-5300. NewLookHomeDesign.com. A local area deals with increased crime. We'll tell you what they're doing about it coming up next on WTOP. Good morning, it's 221. Papa, why can't we telegraph while riding a horse? Son... There ain't no one to blame but Jeffro. He was riding old Betsy the Stallion, tip-tapping away at his telegraph, when blam, ran right into the side of the saloon. Well, if Jeffro can't do it, neither should you. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. This is WTOP News. 
in downtown Silver Spring has suffered a rash of crime in recent weeks. We're told including shootings and apparent carjackings. In response, police have increased patrols now, expanded camera surveillance, and are planning to deploy automated license plate readers. This morning, WTOP's own Dick Giuliano with details on the impacts that these safety plans could have on the area. The businesses that could face the regulations are late-night businesses like nightclubs, which are drawing more than routine calls from police. So these are businesses that would be singled out by using crime data. These businesses will work with the police on items ranging from secure personnel and training to exterior lighting and graffiti removal and security cameras. And besides requiring trained security, the requirements could force businesses to provide 24-hour video monitoring with high-def cameras, sufficient outside lighting, and they could be forced to meet regular Regulations governing the tint on window glass so police can see inside from the outside. The plan still needs approval by the county council, so it's months away from possibly being enacted. So far, is there any pushback from the businesses themselves? Well, police say some late-night businesses have already instituted some of these measures that the legislation would require, improving camera surveillance and lighting. And Chief Marcus Jones says some nightclubs are in the process right now of obtaining handheld metal detectors to keep guns out. Jane Redeker, president of the Greater Silver Spring Chamber of Commerce, has expressed support. We're committed to working with the police, to working with the county to make Silver Spring a safe, comfortable, and welcoming place for everyone who lives, works, and visits here. And under the terms of the legislation, Dimitri, affected businesses who fail to comply would be fined and they could be shut down by continued violations. So are these proposed rules being limited to downtown Silver Spring? Actually not. Although the first late-night businesses targeted are all in Silver Spring, the legislation would enable stepped-up regulations to be imposed on late-night businesses elsewhere, like Pike and Rose, the Crown Neighborhood, or Rockville Pike. But the driver here, again, is businesses forced to comply would be those identified by the use of crime data. And right now, those are the night spots in Silver Spring. WTOP's Dick Giuliano speaking with our Dimitri Sotis. You are listening to 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. Uh, guys, I think it's Truman. Truman is the right answer. Samurai. Samurai it is. Uh, audacious final answer. No, sorry. 162. Yes, that's it. Next time on It's Academic, hosted by WTOP's Hillary Howard. Students from Oakton High School, Holton Arms, and Poolsville. Match your wit. I know you know it. With these students. It's Academic. Pretty amazing. Saturday on WETAPBS. Good Tuesday morning, February 14th. Welcome into WTOP at 225. Funny news, each half hour at 25 and 55. Jeff here to wrap up your Monday's business. The Dow rallied 377 points Monday. The NASDAQ up 1.5%. Gaithersburg-based Novavax will sell another 1.5 million doses of its protein-based COVID vaccine to the U.S. government. Cloud messaging company Twilio will reportedly lay off 17% of its workforce, about 1,500 jobs. A home in the D.C. area that sold in January had been on the market for 30 days, more than twice as long as it took to sell a year ago. Jeff Claybaugh, WTOP News. The WTOP Charity of the Month is Easter Seals. Since 1945, Easter Seals has worked tirelessly to enhance quality of life for children and adults with disabilities, low-income families, and for those with military backgrounds. 
Providing child development, adult daycare, and comprehensive military family support in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia, Easter Seals is creating a hopeful, inclusive community where all people realize their potential and live their most meaningful lives. For more information, visit WTOP.com. Search charities. That's WTOP.com. Search charities. ADHD. It's the child who can't pay attention or sit still in school, right? The answer may be yes. Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, or ADHD, can be complicated, and it can last a lifetime. Up to 75% of children and adolescents with ADHD have at least one additional mental disorder that requires a comprehensive approach to treatment. Learn more at moretoadhd.com. This message brought to you in partnership with ADA, ACO, and CHAD. WTOP at 226. Washington. Breaking news happens every day. This just in from Arlington. So can you really afford to miss even a single day of WTOP? We're hearing about an incident in Bethesda. Everything you need, every time you listen. WTOP News. 